To date, our donors have helped produce about 1 billion kilowatt hours of renewable energy to the grid. I recently calculated that would be like powering the entire population of both Holly Springs and Fuquay Verena for an entire year. Hello, and welcome to the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast, brought to you by the North Carolina Sustainable Energy Association. I'm your host, Matt Abel. Hello, Squeaky Clean listeners. Welcome to the 37th episode of the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast, where we bring you the latest in North Carolina clean energy news, policy, and more every two weeks. Before we get started, I've got a few updates for you. Our Making Energy Work webinar series isn't over just yet. We've got two more content-rich webinars coming up over the next month or so, including one on November 17th, where we'll break down the results of the election and talk about opportunities for clean energy at the North Carolina legislature and executive branch in 2021. Then we cap off the series on December 3rd by featuring Amory Lovins from Rocky Mountain Institute in a conversation with Ivan Erlob of NCSEA. You can register to join us on both of those at makingenergywork.com. Also, did you know that North Carolina is home to more than 25 clean energy-powered breweries, wineries, distilleries, and distributors? I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of drinking local and patronizing some of these iconic brands that call North Carolina home. So in case there wasn't already reason enough to enjoy their beverages, knowing that many are powered by clean energy is just the icing, or should I say foam, on top. NCSEA recently put together an infographic showcasing all of these businesses across the state where you'll see breweries like Appalachian Mountain Brewery, Birdsong, Mother Earth, Sierra Nevada, and plenty of others. Also, I wanted to recognize NCSEA member Sierra Nevada for their deep-rooted commitment to sustainability and clean energy here in North Carolina. You'll actually have a chance to hear more about them later on this episode. So to check out this awesome infographic, make sure to give the North Carolina Sustainable Energy Association a follow on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Well, for today's episode, we're taking a second course on clean energy and keeping with the education theme. However, this time we're rolling back the clock a few years and revisiting our days as a grade school student. I don't know about you all, but those definitely weren't my best years, as my yearbook photos can prove. Long hair don't care. But... They were the years that sparked my interest in clean energy. In today's lesson, we're learning about a program offered by one of our partners to deploy solar projects at K-12 schools across the state. So collect your pencil pouch, pack your lunch, and zip up the backpack because we're off to school, hopefully on an electric bus. Clean energy. And our next guest today on the Squeaky Clean Energy podcast joined NC Green Power back in 2008 and is the marketing communications director for the nonprofit organization. She brings to the position more than a decade of experience from her previous years as a creative director at a local advertising agency. 
Our guest graduated from the UNC Chapel Hill School of Journalism and Mass Communication and holds a BA in Graphic Design. She manages social media, events, outreach, education, and business development for NC Green Power. Friends of the Pod, welcome Katie Labrado from NC Green Power to the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast. Welcome, Katie. Hi, thank you so much. It's uh, really an honor to be here on the podcast. I really appreciate you inviting me. I am so excited to be able to share with people about NC Green Power. Fantastic. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into it. So can you tell me a little bit more about NC Green Power and your role with the organization? Yeah, absolutely. So we work across the state. We're a statewide nonprofit. Um, And as the case is with many nonprofits, I wear many hats. So, of course, I do the marketing communications and manage social media. I also work with the schools to help them with their fundraising campaigns. I coordinate our events, uh, work with volunteers, you know, pretty much anything outward facing for the program. I help make those things happen. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the NC Green Power program was conceived and the evolution of it to where we are today? Sure. NC Green Power was formed uh, back in 2003 by the North Carolina Utilities Commission. Our nonprofit was launched following about two years of stakeholder meetings. Uh, Those involved uh, consumers, electric utilities, including Duke, of course, uh, the environmental community, the technology suppliers, various state agencies, and, of course, Advanced Energy, who's our parent company. They all worked together to create a single statewide program, and the goal was to add more renewable energy to North Carolina's power supply. NC Green Power began by just offering solar energy generators, an incentive payment for every kilowatt hour of green power they shared with the grid. And that was the important piece. Um, Our program helps to share this uh, green power across the board so that anyone who's contributing to the program can feel really good about supporting local projects. The start of NC Green Power helped to launch the solar movement in our state. We're so proud that we've so far supported more than 1,000 projects in our 17 years, and we're really fortunate to have helped uh, create a cleaner future in North Carolina. We bridge the gap between those who are unable to develop their own projects to those who need additional financial support through our incentive program. When we first started, we initially only offered renewable energy. We added carbon offsets in 2008, and that was actually at the encouragement of Duke Energy. So that was created in partnership with them. And of course, we now also have our Solar Plus Schools program. And to clarify, NC Green Power is a voluntary program. So any renewable energy that we create as part of our program is in addition to the state-mandated program. To date, our donors have helped produce about 1 billion kilowatt hours of renewable energy to the grid. I recently calculated that would be like powering the entire population of both Holly Springs and Fuquay Verena for an entire year. Wow. That's awesome to hear. Um, Yeah. So it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, you know, are, are you aware of any other similar programs that are offered by other utilities across the region or country, or is this, you know, fairly unique? Well, we are the only program in North Carolina, um, though nearly every state does have some sort of green power program. It may be a nonprofit, it may be run by the utility, but NC Green Power is unique. We were the first of its kind in the nation, and to the best of my knowledge, we are still the only program in the country to be a statewide, voluntary, nonprofit green power program offering the same product to all the utilities across North Carolina. I'd love to say we're the biggest or the best, but we're not even close to the top 10. 
California, Massachusetts, and Texas definitely easily take the top spots for green power customer participation. Uh, but again, being the only program in North Carolina really has allowed us to feel very proud of the work that we've done, and it makes it really easy for donors to know who to choose. Well, hopefully uh, by having you on the podcast here today, we can increase awareness about the NC Green Power Program and move a little bit further up the rankings and get closer to states like California. So talking about you know participation in the program, uh, so individuals can participate in the Green Power Program by contributing in increments of $4 every month through their Duke bill or their utility bill. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about how those contributions are allocated every month? Sure, absolutely. So we currently work with about 40 cooperatives, cities and towns across the state. So nearly every resident and business in North Carolina has an opportunity to support local renewable energy through the NC Green Power Program on their utility bill. These donations are not taxed. They're given in their entirety over to NC Green Power each month as a 100% pass-through donation. However, each utility might differ in what they offer. For example, most co-ops and munis offer renewable energy and our Solar Plus Schools product as a bundled option. Some also offer carbon offsets. For Duke Energy customers, it's a little bit different this year. So we have a choice between Duke's own Renewable Advantage program for green power or the NC Green Power Solar Plus Schools program, or they can buy both. Of course, any individual or business can simply visit our website to contribute to any of our three products. And fortunately, we worked with companies like Sierra Nevada to offer them local solar recs for their LEED certified brewery in Asheville. We also partner with Burt's Bees. They offset their annual emissions footprint through our carbon offset program. The Mass General Store has been a contributor since we founded. Just so many wonderful organizations and individuals who have supported our program over the years. Without them, we know we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't have been able to do so much good work in clean energy and emission reductions. And the Solar Plus Schools program never would have launched if it weren't for our donors. So uh, in partnership with utilities like Duke Energy, we wouldn't exist without their ability to take the donations on the power bill. There's no way we could afford to be able to collect those. And and as listeners here on the podcast know, I'm a, a proud graduate of Appalachian State University, so it always warms my heart to hear about Mass General Store. Uh, I, I was a frequent customer up there. <laughs> Yeah, there's so many wonderful partners, and they've just been with us since the beginning. Uh, there are other local companies and smaller companies and bigger ones that have helped us along the way, but those are just some that stand out to me as true believers in both our program in supporting local and furthering sustainability in our state. And since you also mentioned the Renewable Advantage program, is that a program mm -hmm. operated by NC Green Power? The Renewable Advantage program is operated wholly by Duke Energy. So they launched their own program a little bit earlier this year. So as a bonus, anyone who contributes to the Duke Energy Renewable Advantage program, Duke will make a donation on their behalf back to our program. So it still helps the NC Green Power Solar Schools program, even if you've uh, chosen to purchase renewable energy directly from Duke. So in conversations I've had with people recently, I've been asked about the difference between a program like NC Green Power and others that offer you the ability to pay a small premium per kilowatt hour for RECs, giving you the ability to claim all of your consumption is being provided through renewables. Can you talk about the difference in a program like NC Green Power and some of those others that are out on the market right now? Yeah, that's a really good question. 
And I would love to say that, yes, we do that. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, there, there isn't a way to directly offset your home's traditional electricity with a greener option. Uh, currently, there's nothing in North Carolina that offers the direct consumption of green power electrons or renewable energy credits, also known as RECs. Um, there are other states where that is possible, where you can opt in for green energy coming to your home. Uh, some programs are able to calculate a 100% offset for you on the utility bill. But in our state, you're technically not going to have solar energy powering your toaster, so to speak, you know, unless you have a system at your house uh, and are using that power. However, that doesn't mean you can't offset your electricity consumption. So through NC Green Power, you can visit our website, calculate your usage, and green it up with a donation to local renewable energy. All of the projects we support are in North Carolina. So it's truly a buy local option. For every $4 that is donated, we promise to purchase 125 kilowatt hours of local green power on your behalf. And as a bonus, that donation will also support our Solar Plus Schools grant program. And uh, we actually do have a handful of customers who currently make the effort to do a 100% offset through our program. And for them, it's about $20 or so per month. Um, we have seen companies that offer renewable energy and may give some misleading statements regarding the electrons that are physically coming to your home. But in general, if you're working to purchase, say, Windrex in Iowa or in another state, those are nowhere close to being sent to your house. So we support people looking more locally and looking at NC Green Power is a good option to do that. We're definitely not the least expensive option, but you can trust that you know where the money's going. We list all of our projects on our website and every single one is in North Carolina sharing their electrons to the grid here. Yeah, that's that's a, a very important distinction is is investing back here in the North Carolina clean energy economy through participation in the NC Green Power program. There are other options on the market where it's it seems to be a little uncertain as to where those investments are being made. Mm -hmm. And so it's always great to contribute back to jobs here in our state and to the continued development of solar to help us keep up in the rankings with with solar yeah. development across the country. As most listeners here know, you know, North Carolina is number two in solar. We have some some folks coming up close behind us at, at number three and number four. So whatever we can do to continue to deploy solar here in, in our state in North Carolina and deploy those electrons on the grid here is, is great. So, you know, diving more into the the solar schools program that you'd mentioned a couple of times. So how many schools to date uh, have received solar installations and what is the collective impact of those installations? Yeah, so since our pilot launched in 2015, NC Green Power has worked with 42 schools in 33 unique counties across North Carolina. Our pilot was approved just last year by the North Carolina Utilities Commission, so now it's our full, hopefully permanent, program offering. As of today, we have 10 schools that were awarded this year. Uh, they're in the process of wrapping up their fundraising, so they'll be getting their installations in early 2021. So for the schools who are currently online and producing, uh, we have maybe a couple 2019 awardees that just got their meter. I'm estimating maybe close to 30 schools collectively have produced almost 400,000 kilowatt hours of clean green energy from their five kilowatt systems. So that's the equivalent of the annual consumption of maybe 30 homes. Uh, schools also receive $800 per year credit on their utility bill. So that's another bonus to the school. It's, it may not sound like a lot of money, um, but we hope that that does help their budgets. 
Yeah, so you, you started alluding to this. Can we talk a little bit more about, you know, some of the benefits to installing solar at these schools across the state, you know, thinking about education and awareness for the students and mm -hmm. uh, staff and employees at the school and just overall benefits to the, the school itself through their utility bills? Yeah, so one of the things that we kept hearing uh, early on when we first started looking into this was hands-on learning, solar education, career futures. Um, some of the schools that we're installing in are in places in our state where solar is not looked on very favorably. So we hope that these visible educational installations will bring more awareness to those communities and encourage people to look, as you've said, locally for sources of power. A huge percentage of our energy comes from sources that aren't here, aren't in North Carolina. Um, solar is one way that you can support local energy. Um, before we launched the Solar Plus Schools program, we worked with our board. We worked with the UNC Environmental Finance Center and dozens of educators in a number of focus groups to help us figure out what can we offer to do better, to do more. We had just passed our 10-year anniversary, and we really wanted to make a larger impact on our community. We just kept hearing hands-on learning, that they needed projects. Teachers were telling us they were missing hands-on learning opportunities at their schools. And educational solar installations seemed like a really good way that we felt we could make a difference. So, you know, of course, we wish we could afford to create net zero schools. You know, we'd love to see hundreds of solar panels across the roof of a school. Unfortunately, that isn't feasible right now with our current program structure and the donation funding. Um, but we hope that this yields uh, positive benefits to each school. Um, we actually, this past year, we had one school, uh, Murray Middle School, was offered a 100 kilowatt system by their county. The school system offered it to them. So we've had one school who has just received a 5KW installation and later decided to install more solar. And that's just been something that's been very rewarding for us. Can you talk a little bit more about the details of the individual systems and also maybe some of the educational and awareness components that are also included with the funding as well? Sure. So each school receives a 5.22 kilowatt system, and that's about half of what it might take to power a house, just to put that in perspective. Uh, these are high efficiency panels. These solar panels were donated to NC Green Power by SunPower. So that's another very positive benefit of our program. Uh, they also receive a weather station, data monitoring equipment with the inverter, and then the inverter then sends all that information to a website. We make the website public on ncgreenpower.org. Schools also have administration access to pull down all the data. Uh, even schools that don't have one of our educational solar installations, they can still access a portion of that data, and teachers can then use that in their classrooms. For awarded schools, we also host a teacher training session that's given by NEED, the National Energy Education Development Project, and we include solar-focused STEM curriculum. It meets state standards. We provide the curriculum booklets to the school, so there's no extra expense of them having to print anything out. Uh, we also provide solar energy experiment kits for their classrooms. Talk a little bit more about those, those solar energy experiment kits. What are those? Yeah, <laughs> they're really cool. They have uh, little things like mini solar panels where the students can learn how to power different things with it. Um, there's also some other energy experiments that the teachers do. Uh, there's... Uh, in instructions on how to make uh, solar ovens where you can melt things. Uh, when we take the teachers out for this training, it's almost a full day. The teachers get to go outside and they use solar balloons, solar concentrators. 
they get to experiment with all sorts of things that they can use and take all this back to their classroom and be able to work these lessons into existing curriculum. So that's the great thing about partnering with Need. We don't have to figure out what is uh, approved for the classrooms. Again, it meets all the standards that are required by North Carolina, uh, and it's an easy way for the teachers to be able to work in these little 10, 15, even 30-minute segments into their existing curriculum. Awesome. Sign me up. <laughs> I definitely want to learn more <laughs> about those. You know, you'd mentioned earlier that uh, individual contributions help support these installations. Are there additional funding mechanisms that are necessary to cover the full cost? Yes. Uh, so NC Green Power has been very fortunate. We've had the State Employees Credit Union Foundation uh, that supported our program for years. They were already, already contributing to renewable energy on behalf of their members, like me. I'm a CQ member. And when we discussed the possibility with them of a collaboration between us for our schools program, uh, which was a pilot at the time, they just jumped at the opportunity. You know, State Employees Credit Union has a branch in every county. We want a solar installation in every county. Uh, so they've been very gracious, and the foundation has supported uh, all of our schools. They have given anywhere from $10,000 to $20,000 towards individual school fundraising goals, which greatly reduces the amount that our donations cover for the project. This has enabled NC Green Power to increase our current applicant acceptance number. Uh, this year, we accepted 10. In previous years, we were only able to accept five. Uh, so through the whole pilot program, we were only able to accept five schools. Next year, we're hoping to award up to 15 schools and then up to 20 schools in 2022. In other words, the more donations that we get to fund our pool of grant money, the more schools we can award. So our ultimate goal, as I said, is to install in all 100 counties in North Carolina. Um, schools do supply a small portion of the funding. So it's either six, nine, or $12,000 based on the economic makeup of that school we encourage them to reach out to the community. So not just to get the money from the school, teachers, parents. Some of that money is in return to the school after the installation is completed. We want them to have an emergency maintenance fund if needed. But generous NC Green Power donors supply a majority of the funding for all of our school projects. And we estimate the value of the system to the school is about $41,000. All right, I'm going to put you to the test here. Uh, so you mentioned that the goal is to install in all 100 counties across the state. Do you happen to know off the top of your head how many counties you've seen an installation in thus far? So our program has only installed in 33 unique counties. So we do have some overlap. Um, you know, Durham County has multiple installations. Um, some areas in Charlotte have multiple installations. And we unfortunately found that there are some counties in North Carolina where schools are um, supplied electricity from utilities outside of North Carolina. So it might be tricky to get to all 100 counties. We don't know yet, but that is still our goal. We will make it happen. When we get down to you know, the 95th county, we might be uh, talking with TVA or someone else to try to work out a partnership, but that's our goal. We want to reach 100 counties in North Carolina and have a solar schools installation in every single one. Well, I look forward to that day and hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, you know, speaking of all, all the different counties and schools that are participating in the program, um, there seems to be a pretty wide diversity of schools across the state that have received installations to date. Um, how are schools selected to receive these systems, and can you tell us about one or two of them that have already been installed? We have been very fortunate to have received so many diverse applicants. Um, we look at all sorts of things. We look at their mission statement. We look at existing curriculum for sustainability. 
or solar energy. We look at the passion from the teachers. You know, we really want to read this application and know that they're passionate about solar, that they're passionate about renewables, about sustainability, um, about providing this information to their students. So we look at a number of things. Uh, The grant application isn't really your typical grant. It's more of a questionnaire about the school. So uh, we have a committee of of board members who looks at all different things. Um, So far, we've had a pretty even split among the tiered counties and grade levels. Tiered counties are determined by the North Carolina Department of Commerce. It just refers to the economic makeup of that county. We also look at the specific financial makeup of that school. For example, their percentage of free and reduced lunch students. We've had a nice blend of grade levels, elementary, middle, and high. We've also had some K-12 through schools. And we accept both public and private applicants, although we've only just accepted our first private school this year. Uh, Fletcher Academy here in Raleigh, they focus on students with learning differences. So that's been a wonderful addition to our Solar Plus Schools uh, program. Our very first installation was at Meadowview Magnet Middle School, and that's just north of Pilot Mountain State Park. Uh, Jeff Edwards, who's still the Science Institute director there, his program serves nearly all of Surrey County elementary and middle school students. So it's a very unique program there. He has both indoor and outdoor learning environments, and uh, we've really stayed in touch over the years. It's been really wonderful to hear how his students continue to ask questions. Does it power the entire school? Does it produce energy on a cloudy day? What happens at night? And through the data portal, they can get the answers to all those questions. Another wonderful example is the STEM Energy and Sustainability Academy at Athens Drive Magnet High School right here in Raleigh. Uh, Shane Berry, who's the STEM coordinator and a student that's since graduated, Rocco, uh, were huge supporters of the entire process. It took us almost an entire year just to get through the paperwork with the school and the board. Uh, But we all stayed positive, and now students have an educational tool right outside the doors of a Wake County Public Library. Uh, Their school campus is is shared with the library. Uh, The students have created a couple of videos about the system, and we're just so grateful. There's a, a wonderful connection to the community with it being installed at a library. And that's the first system we've ever had at a, at a public place like that. Um, we've also worked with early college schools, two of which were located on a community college campus. Uh, one example would be Edgecombe Early College. And one of their seniors, Abdur Gant, was so incredibly motivated by solar that he was able to graduate from their Center for Energy Education with a solar construction certificate, an OSHA 10 and OSHA 30 certification, and he's also working on a manager of environmental safety and health certificate when we last heard from them. So really, these stories that we hear from the teachers, uh, the real-life experiences that students go through, it just it's so rewarding for us. It inspires us, and it shows us that NC Green Power and our donors really are making a tangible difference in students' lives, especially through the Solar Plus Schools program. That's so great to hear about students that are taking this this learning experience and continuing it to build their own career within the clean energy field. And, you know, a huge shout out to the Center for Energy Education and Mosing Lowe and her team over there. Uh, they're also a member of NCSEA as well. Oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, it's been so nice to communicate with them. We're hoping to partner in the future on educating teachers at their location. That's fantastic. And uh, so I'm, I'm totally sold on this, right? So, I, you know, I'm sure there are many others that are listening to this podcast right now going, this is awesome. I would love to see one of these installations happen at my child's school. Mm-hmm. So can any school in the state apply to be a part of the program and how can they do so? 
Yeah, so any K through 12 public or private school served by a North Carolina utility can apply. We encourage, uh, you know, parents, anybody who's affiliated with the school, as long as they have permission from the school to apply, they're welcome to. Um, you know, we ask for a lot of different pieces of information, uh, contact information on the application. So as long as we are aware of you know, them having approval to apply, um, we, of course, welcome anyone with any school in North Carolina. Uh, right now, uh, our 2020 awardees are wrapping up their fundraising. We expect to start construction on their systems on the first part of 2021. And then the new grant cycle opens up on January 2nd next year. Uh, the application will be open and available through the end of February. So schools will have two months to complete their application. And again, it's just a simple questionnaire uh, available for them. If they go to our website, ncgreenpower.org, you can download the questions from last year. They likely won't change very much. So someone could go ahead and download the questions, uh, work on their answers, and be prepared. We also encourage schools to look at potential funding sources. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, there is a bit of money that the schools will need to raise. So sometimes it's helpful to try and secure that funding before you apply. So, so if, you know, parents or school officials or other interested parties are interested in applying, where can they go to find out more information about the process and being selected as a solar school in the future? I would encourage anyone who wants to know more about NC Green Power and our Solar Plus Schools program to visit our website ncgreenpower.org. You can also sign up to get an email reminder for when the application opens on January 2nd. Uh, NC Green Power is also on all the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We'll be posting a lot between now and February when the application closes. You know, we, we really do want to be able to award up to 15 schools next year. So we're encouraging everyone to talk to your teachers, talk to your principals, direct them to our website to learn more. And the investment needed from the school is really just a small portion of the benefits that they'll get back from being part of the Solar Plus Schools family. Well, thanks again, Katie, for, for joining us today on the Squeaky Clean Energy podcast to talk a little bit more about the Solar Plus Schools program. I'm super excited to hear about the goal of building out uh, solar installations across the entire state of North Carolina in all 100 counties to give students and kids the opportunity to learn more about clean energy and, you know, potentially inspire them to, to work in the field uh, as they continue to grow older. You know, we have already, as, as folks have heard in some of our previous episodes, right, we have, you know, such a, a robust clean energy economy here in the state with over 110, 112,000 people working in it. But, you know, as we continue to grow in clean energy through solar and wind and many of the other technologies, we're going to need more and more, lots more talent. Uh, and it, so, you know, this this is a great start to inspire those kids to, to help power the clean energy economy of the future here in the state of North Carolina. So, Katie, thank you again for joining us today to talk a little bit more about the program. And uh, for those that are interested in, in finding out more, as you alluded to, you can visit uh, your website and social media. And we hope that some of our listeners here today will apply to join uh, the next round of funding and become a solar school in the future. So thank you again, Katie, for joining us today on the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast. Thank you, Matt. And we so appreciate the partnership we have with North Carolina Sustainable Energy Association. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be here either. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast. 
But before we leave, I'm coming back at you with more energy dad jokes. So, how do solar panels like their eggs? Sunny side up. And my key takeaway today is K-12 provides an amazing opportunity for us to spark the imagination and interest in clean energy for students starting at a young age. We'll need the best and the brightest minds to help us usher in the next generation of our energy economy. On top of that, fields like wind and solar consistently lead the economy as some of the fastest growing industries, so we'll definitely need the younger generations to help pick up the baton as more employment opportunities present themselves. While programs like NC Green Power provide significant benefits for near-term carbon reduction, their long-term impacts cannot be understated as they inspire the imagination of students to pursue a career in this ever-evolving industry. So if you want to help NC Green Power meet their goal of installing PV systems in all 100 counties across the state, consider making that small additional contribution to your utility bill every month. And of course, let's stay in touch on the Twitterverse. Give me a shout at Matt Abel, M-A-T-T-A-B-E-L-E, for future episode ideas, thoughts on today's episode, and your worst energy joke one-liners. And episode 37 of the Squeaky Clean Energy Podcast is in the books, but before you leave, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share the pod on whatever platform you're listening in from. Sharing this podcast with your network and growing the friends of the pod helps us get just a little bit closer to our shared vision of a clean energy economy for North Carolina. All right, that's it. See y'all later.